Hi, this is part two of episode five of Notes from John with a Babble from Bon. And in this uh, part two of episode five, we're going to continue on uh, our children giving some of their perspectives on life with their uh, one-legged dad. Well, I sure loved listening to that last podcast. It made me think, especially as you were talking at the very end about little kids looking at your leg. I never thought of myself as one of those little kids looking at your leg. I always remember little kids like at Raging Waters looking at your leg. I didn't like it. I didn't like everybody looking at you. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, I'm curious as to what age or how all of us responded or what it was like with each one of us or it just seemed like normal to me, you know? And so, yeah, I was just curious as to how you, how you were with all of us as each one of us figured it out. I do know that it's made me not gawk at others. I, I, I never felt embarrassed when people stared at you. It never embarrassed me because I always felt honored to be your daughter. But I didn't like people looking at you because I knew, I knew that they didn't know what you had gone through. So I didn't like them looking at you like that. Just, and it was just a curious thing, but I didn't look at it as a curious look. I looked at it as like a gawking, staring, oh my gosh, type of look. And I didn't like that. So I try not to. I, if I see someone that has a amputee or the prosthetic or whatever, I just don't look at it for them. Dad's leg growing up was his crutches. It was never annoying to have to take them anywhere. I always just loved that we were always able to play on them. Not to the point where we would break them, but if they were just in the room, we'd always get to kind of practice on them for a minute. And they were always fun. Um, I always wanted to be Dad's crutches on our hikes when we'd go as a family. I would always stay back with him so he could put his hand on my neck, on the back of my neck, and push on me for some extra oomph to support to, uh, when we'd go hiking. I don't know why that made me feel so special. Maybe just because I'm a people pleaser. <laughs> but I wanted to help you. I got cut off again. Something else I remember about your leg is the, I said the smell of it, which I meant to try and say, the fragrance of your leg had a distinct smell to your leg. And also your, your process of putting your leg on and how we could all mimic the process. And when we'd go on family trips, if you didn't bring your sock, how it was always a disaster. And uh, oh no, how's dad gonna put his leg on without his white sock? It would go through the hole that you'd pull out. I first remember watching you flip off the scooter and having your, your, your foot on your prosthetic leg turned like completely around and cars driving by watching us kids try and turn your ankle back the right, correct way. I also remember you falling off the trampoline with your backflip. I think you did a backflip, right? And you fell off and your leg broke in half. Oh man, that was funny. Not funny, but funny. 
and I always remember you hopping up those stairs um, for Raging Waters. I don't know why I remember that so well. Watching you hop around the house, going tubing with you and being scared of your leg. that You were going to kick us and kick us off. Your massive calf muscle. Dad's leg for us. One of the perks was when we would go to Disneyland or a theme park, we would often be able to go through the exits to the rides. We didn't have to wait in line. And Dad would just go and tell them that he was an amputee and they would let us go through the exits. So that was nice, being able to get in quicker. Also, um, when we were little and something funny would happen or we'd be joking around and my dad would start chasing us, I was always shocked at how fast he could run. And we can all probably demonstrate how he runs, how he goes upstairs, how he goes downstairs, and or even how he has to get up and off the floor. It's pretty interesting to try and get up off the floor all the time with one leg. When we would go to Disneyland, it would be in June usually or during the summer, and he would always wear jeans. And I always used to think, why are you wearing pants? It's so freaking hot. Just wear shorts. And he would never say anything. He just wouldn't wear shorts. And I'm sure it's because he didn't want people looking at his leg all the time. Like I said, though, really, I didn't care. I didn't care when people looked at his leg. It didn't bother me. But now he wears shorts, and when he started wearing shorts, I it just made me smile that he could own it and be proud of it, and it wasn't a big deal. And um, his shorts now show his cool robot leg. That's what we all call it now. My kids call it Grandpa's robot leg. When we were younger, we called it his wooden leg, but now we call it a robot leg. Something that was kind of funny about Dad's leg is... If you were standing close to him or behind him or something and he would step on your toes and you, you didn't have shoes on, he would accidentally step on your toe and he wouldn't know it because he couldn't feel and you would just be dying in pain being like, oh, oh, but you don't want to tell him to get off because you felt bad and he'd realize and he'd always feel bad when he'd step on you and not know it. That kind of made us laugh. And also we would laugh when... We would, like, spank him when we were little. You'd run up and spank him. And the joke was always on you in the end because if you spanked him on the wrong side, you'd hit his leg, and it always hurt your hands so bad. <laughs> that was horrible. Something else I remember was whenever we would go through security of some kind, we Dad would always get beeped because he had some metal parts on his wooden leg, on his prosthetic. And uh, he would always have to tell the people, I'm an amputee. And it's sometime, a long time ago, a lot of the people didn't understand what dad meant by that. And they would, they would, you know, pat him down. And I remember them kind of, some of them being like, not knowing what was going on with his leg. They'd touch it and it'd be hard. They're like, what? But they uh, would always let him go through. And so I always just knew when we were going through security that oh, dad's going to get beeped. And everybody would look. It's not a big deal anymore when people get beeped. Everyone gets beeped here and there now or patted down, but he always did. And he just took it and said, I'm an amputee, and they would check him. Something I always admired about him was when he had to deal with his phantom pains. Um, I always, it was always just heart-wrenching, though, to see him go through that. He would, he 
I've never heard him. I've never heard him complain about it. He was never the one to say, "Oh, I'm having phantom pains." It was always my mom telling us that your dad was up all night with his leg, and we all knew when that that meant his phantom pains. And there was nothing any of us could do to help. Nothing. Like you were helpless, and and he would just all of a sudden wince, like his his face would wince in pain. And then he would just kind of go back to his normal thing. And then he would wince. And you you would ask him, can I do anything for you? And he would just shake his head with a little smile on his face, like, thank you, but no. That always broke my heart. One more thing that I remembered. Josh talked about swimming. I remember swimming, too. And I remember there were a few times when Dad would put his little leg. I don't, I don't, I don't think I ever call it a stump. <laughs> his left leg. He put his left leg up in the air out of the water and he would move it back and forth and he would go dun 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 and he would pretend that it was a, a shark fin. That always made me laugh. Having a dad as an amputee Um, wasn't anything different to me just because that's what I knew and nothing held my dad back. He did everything a person that had two legs would do. He would snow ski, he would go water skiing, air chairing, bike riding. I mean, he did it all. Um, I loved watching my dad behind the boat, the ski boat, because he had to take his leg off and so you would actually see him water skiing with one leg it was really awesome and inspiring to watch that um and then when we pull when we put the boat onto the trailer and pull the boat out my dad would need to get down from the boat and I always felt so proud when he would use me to help him get down from the boat whether he put his hand on my shoulder or used my hand or put his hand around my neck to jump down. Um, Always felt so proud to be able to be the one to assist him on that. Since I'm on the topic of boating, um, in Lake Powell when we would go tubing, we would have tubing wars where you would throw the other person off the tube and then that person would go on the boat and then the next person would come out. And we'd have like six tubes out there and two on each tube and you never wanted to be stuck on the tube to the right side of my dad why because of his deadly right kick you know that if he's outside of the wake and your tube's going over all he has to do is a big hi-ya and kick your tube and you are a goner so he was deadly on the tubes with that that right leg and his calf is ginormous it is so muscly Um, But another story with boating with my dad is when he'd take his leg off to go do a sport behind the boat, um, we'd end up back at the houseboat and we'd be on the houseboat, but his leg would still be in the ski boat. And so one of us would have to run back to the ski boat and grab the prosthetic leg and you're just carrying it like over your shoulder, just like saying, anybody need a leg? (laughs) Just always... It would always make me laugh, just carrying this, this fake leg. And my dad always kept a 
second prosthetic leg in his closet, you know, as a backup and just in, in case of emergency. And I always wanted to use that leg as a white elephant gift, but I didn't want to be an Indian giver and be like, oh, here's this, but just kidding, I actually need it back. But I would just love to see someone's reaction when they open up this box and see a prosthetic leg in there. <laughs> I think that would be amazing. Seeing my dad in shorts, I never thought twice about his leg. Um, I know that he was self-conscious about it because of the stares that he would get from people. I never noticed the staring when I was younger, but I did notice it the older I got. Um, and then when my dad got a newer leg recently, it didn't look like a fake leg. It just looked like a mechanical leg. And he wanted to get it to look like a fake leg. And it took us a while to convince him that, Dad, it's okay that you have this awesome robot leg. Like, I just, that was the first time that I realized that my dad still, like he had two legs for like the first part of his life. And then that was taken away from him and he's had to deal deal with having one leg. Like I didn't even, it didn't even process in my mind until I listened to his, his uh, fourth podcast about him needing to learn how to re-walk again. Like that just blows my mind. But the thing that's amazing about my dad and, and with his phantom pains he talks about is he never once complains even though sometimes you'll you'll see him like like a flinch and like squeeze his body and his eyes will shut close for a second because he's full-on is feeling like he's getting electrocuted at that moment from the nerve endings but yet he still doesn't make a noise he just like tenses everything and then he relaxes but the thing with these phantom pains is it keeps on going and going and going and it can last through the night which reminds me of being a little kid and hearing in the middle of the night the bathtub turning on because sometimes that was the only relief he could get from the phantom pains when the medicine wasn't working was sitting in the bathtub in the middle of the night but he never once complains never once complained or complains he uh it's amazing and like even when you see him limping more like limping because he has sores on the end of his his uh I don't like the word stump either dad <laughs> of his little leg um but he would get sores but yet he still would need to walk and these sores are just rubbing against his prosthetic leg I mean can you imagine how painful that is um, but once again, he never complained. And then he'd have to go in to the doctor and get it like these sores scraped. Can you imagine the pain? Oh my gosh. Um, and as far as my dad saying that he has a limp, um, what's funny is I had a few guy friends that just be like, wow, look at your dad's swagger, not knowing that he was an amputee and he has he's had he has to walk like that to get his leg to move so it's funny that he thinks he has this limp when actually I'll, 
we all see him walking with his swagger. I do have a story of when I was younger, we went um, white water rafting as a family. And I was a pill because I was screaming and crying the whole time. Not because I was scared, but because I'm a worry wart. And I was legit afraid thinking my dad was going to fall out of the raft and his leg was going to make him sink and he would die. I was so afraid that he was going to fall overboard and that would be that. But yeah, I remember seeing her. I was in the middle of the raft just crying. I was just that annoying kid crying, ruining the trip for everyone. But it's because I was so worried. <laughs> also, with my dad um, and with his phantom pains, he would take different medications and he would try different medications to see what worked best and when I worked um, as an assistant at his law firm I went upstairs and his door is rarely closed his door is always open to everyone and when I opened the door he was laying behind the door and he had thrown up because of this new medication because his phantom pains and this new medication is making him sick. Oh my gosh. And that just about broke my heart. I was like, here's my dad, my strong dad, who once again, he never complained. I just silently went and got stuff to help him clean up and help him feel better. But uh, just wish that he didn't have to go through that. And that's something he's had to deal with for almost his whole life. I just can't even imagine. But yeah, being a kid, I was always fascinated with his leg. I remember sometimes I would play with his leg when he had it off. I would play with his leg and look at it and see how it would work. And then I would also watch him put it on. Um, how he'd have his leg in there and then you'd have to push the sock through this little hole and then lift it up and then pull the sock and down just to like get the suction in there. It's pretty crazy, but my dad, I'm, I'm so blown away with truly thinking about what he had to do. I can't, I can't even imagine what it would be like to have to relearn how to walk and deal with these phantom pains for the rest of my life. My dad's a rock star, and I still am blown away that he never once complains. And my mom, she's a champion. She will rub my dad's foot every night to help give him the relief that he needs from his missing foot. She does it every night. Another great thing about my dad is how he could make jokes about his leg. Um, my cousin Jackson, this is the one that I remember. We were in Lake Powell and I, that's the only time we're around my dad when his leg was off a lot. And my little cousin Jackson was just staring at it. And he finally got the courage to ask, what happened to your leg? And my dad said, a shark bit it off here in Lake Powell. So, of course, all us other little cousins hear that story, even though I know the truth. It all scares us. So, we were all scared to go on the water and as the older we got, we still had fears of what was underneath us in the water because we were afraid a shark was going to come up and bite our legs off. So 
So sometimes even even for me, if I'm in dark waters, I have to consciously not think about it or else I will start panicking. So thanks, Dad. Okay, you guys, so my dad and mom have asked us to talk about how uh, how it was having uh, an amputee as a dad and if at any point in our lives it embarrassed us or made us feel weird. And I, I, I think I can safely say and speak in behalf of my brothers and sisters that it never embarrassed us. In fact, I think it made us proud. <laughs> I remember um, wanting to take dad's leg, his wooden prosthetic leg, to show and tell. And I specifically remember carrying his wooden leg over my shoulder, holding his foot and his like shin or, or like just bottom of the kneecap <laughs> down the halls of Mill Creek Elementary School, being so ecstatic and so excited that I got to carry dad's leg for show and tell. And I knew that people were looking at me and wondering what the heck I was doing carrying a leg. <laughs> but for some reason, I don't know, maybe it's the, the, the nature of wanting to be a star of some sort, but it, I liked the attention. So I, it was never embarrassing for me. It was more so a pride, a pride issue. And I was so excited to show his leg for show and tell and explain to all of my little friends and, and, and teachers that my dad had cancer and he survived cancer and he, he may have lost his leg, but that didn't stop him. Um, one of the things, a few of the memories that come to mind are, uh, you know, and I'm sure this has been talked about, but when he was on the trampoline, he said, you know, basically, I can do whatever you kids can do. We had the one-legged takedown where we would hold on to one of our legs and only one leg was bouncing, and he still took us all down because <laughs> it was kind of wrestling on the trampoline, and we called it one-legged takedown, but dad didn't have to hold on to his other leg because there wasn't another leg to hold on to, so he just took us down just with the strength of his fingers. <laughs> And yet I think he got a little cocky because he decided I can do a backflip too, just like you girls, you just watch. So we all got off the trampoline and watched in angst as my dad does a flying backflip and just jumped a little too high and he flew high. Oh my gosh. Flew off the tramp, <laughs> landed on the cement and his leg, I don't know if it flew off in the air or if it just was broken and, and shattered into little pieces when he landed but it broke in half and I remember him laying there <laughs> with his broken prosthetic leg and I remember feeling so concerned like oh my gosh now what's he gonna do you know so that was a fun and funny now wasn't back then but funny to think about that memory I also remember um, dad always having to hold on to our necks like he was always I mean he loves water slides and loves the rides at Lagoon he was you know he was a kid at heart like the rest of us and he would hold the the back of our neck and kind of push his fingers into our necks and used us as his crutch because he hated having to it was just the hassle of having to go get the crutches he just used us as his crutches and he would hobble up hopping on one leg to the top of the water slides because he wanted to go down with everybody else and I remember being proud to be his crutch and what's funny is that he's now mine <laughs> spiritually speaking you know my dad is my crutch and I think we all we all need a crutch in our lives <laughs> and he is that for me and I'm sure he's that for my brother brothers and sisters as well and and soon to be for our own kids um you know that that 
is a little metaphor I think I'll, I'll use the rest of my life, that my dad is my crutch and I was his when I was little <laughs> in just a different form. But I remember him holding onto our necks, hobbling up the, the, the walls and the, the stairs of, of these amusement parks and water slides because he wanted to go down with us and make it a memory for us. I remember when dad was upset, um, he had a very distinct walk and we would always be downstairs hiding, not hiding, but, you know, just staying, you know, clear of mom and dad when they were upset about something. And usually dad was coming to get upset with us because we were just horrible to mom, usually on a Sunday. And you could hear the, let me see if I can like imitate the sound. But when he would come down the stairs, it'd be like, step, hop, step, hop. And you knew, oh crap, dad's mad. Because there was more of a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It was more of an enunciated step. It was more of like a hop, a mad hop, <laughs> a skip, if you will, down the stairs. And all of his weight would go onto that prosthetic leg. And you knew, or maybe it was on the other leg. I don't know which leg he was putting weight on, but you knew he was ticked. <laughs> he never yelled at us, but you knew by that, that hopping down the, the, the mad hop down the stairs. It wasn't, it was, there was not a Lindy hop. It was a mad hop down the stairs. I remember watching him have his phantom pains. He'd be eating dinner, just sitting at the table or studying while he was reading the newspaper and he would just like clench his teeth, close his eyes. You'd see this really hard stern scowl for a minute and he'd go and like hold his breath because it would, it, would, it would take his breath away for a minute and you knew he was having that massive pain and it hurt to watch him because my dad has a pain tolerance and I pride myself. I pride myself in having that, that same pain tolerance level. And I think of him every time I'm hurting because I know he's hurt worse and I want to be like him. And so, you know, I want to be tough like him, which is why, you know, and I'm sure he'll talk about this later being a Jepson, um, you know, you, you carry the name and part of carrying the name Jepson just means you had to be tough because Jepsons were all tough. They had been through more than any of us spiritually, physically, and emotionally speaking. So I wanted to be tough like my dad, but watching him have those phantom pains, it just made me hurt for him, knowing that it was hurting him bad. Bad enough for my dad to wince in pain meant it hurt, and I hated the thought of that. I remember getting up in the mornings, and I don't know about you guys, but most people would wake up to an alarm clock, or they would wake up to, you know, the urge to go to the bathroom or they would wake up to their brother or sister getting up or, or, or whatever it may be. I woke up to the sound of my dad's squeaky crutches because um, he woke us up, you know, at 6.30 every morning to read the scriptures together as a family. And it was always this like little sound that he would make coming in with his crutches to wake us up and say, Julie, wake up. It's time to read. And he would have, you know, the crutches in his forearms uh, putting the, the weight on his hands, and yeah, I, I think waking up to the sound of crutches is something I'll never forget. Um, I am sure this is also a big one on all of my siblings' lists, but my dad decided to go on a family bike ride because he wanted to do things that all families did, roller skate and bike ride and water ski and snow ski, and we went on a bike ride, and my dad took the scooter, and he went down a big hill, and I don't know that we took great care of our scooters, but this scooter had no brakes. And he flew into a curb, went, and he rolled, did like four rolls, and his leg was twisted around backwards. And I will never forget 
he had a huge cut in his hand and he had, you know, he had just beads of sweat because he was on the verge of passing out because it made him so sick to his stomach because his leg had twisted around, you know, 180 degrees to the point where his, his, his toes were point, pointing, you know, backwards from what I remember. And, um, he was sick to his stomach and just white as a ghost, just pale as could be. <coughs> so he, um, you know, Josh had to turn his leg all the way around. And anyway, it just was one of those unforgettable moments of, of remembering dad as an amputee and not being able to just jump off like a person that had two legs. He had to just kind of take the brunt and go rolling. Um, because he couldn't jump off and run. He would, have, he would have just hurt himself just as bad. Um, one of the things that I think I really love and admire about my mom in this situation is that when I was dating Alex, and if you're unfamiliar with Alex Boye, he is black. He is uh, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ. He is, um, he was not a citizen of the United States. He didn't have a car. He had no money. He came to the States with five bucks and a piece of luggage and nothing, you know, and I fell in love with him. He had nothing and it never bothered me. You know, it's one of the great things about my mom and how she taught me was that things just don't matter and things that you have don't matter, you know? And so when I think I owe it to my mom to have married my dad, who was a cancer survivor for all she knew, he could have gotten cancer again and died a year later. And he did get cancer again, you know, several years later, but she didn't know if he was going to survive another round. And she married him anyway, loved him regardless of the disease, regardless of the fact that he was an amputee and maybe couldn't do things that she wanted to do together as a couple and as a family. She loved him regardless of the fact that it, there was just something different about him you know, and that affected my way of being and my emotional dating life because Alex didn't have anything. And, you know, I, I loved him anyway. So I credit that to my mom. I remember, uh, dad and Lake Powell always talking to the little nieces and nephews and, and grandkids about how, um, I think this is stopped. Hang on, let me type in this password. Crap. Oh, okay, I'm still going. Sorry, Dad. Um, he always told the, the younger kids at Lake Powell, they would always come and investigate and inspect his leg, and he would tell them these terrifying tales of sharks in the lake bit his leg off and they would I mean the looks of horror on these poor children's faces and yet I loved it I loved watching him tell these stories and just be able to joke about something that changed his entire life it changed his his entire outlook you know I'm sure he wanted to play football the rest of his life he wanted to run the fact that he uh was so athletic with football and wrestling and running and everything that any other 18 year old boy would do, he lost. And I am athletic and I'm into fitness and running and teaching aerobics and making sure I get exercise. And, and I think that that would deflate my entire spirit 
for who knows how long. So I respect and admire and love my dad for pushing through it and persevering and being an example to me throughout difficult times in my own life. All I have to do is look back at dad and say to myself, he's been through a lot worse. Uh, sometimes Jesus is like on a whole different level, you know, I mean, to compare yourself to, but I'll go one step down to my dad and say, well, he, he's experienced a lot worse than me, but he's still human like me. <laughs> I mean, Jesus is a, a whole different ballpark, but I can at least compare myself to my dad and feel a little better about it. Um, let's see. I remember watching my dad put his leg on in the mornings. He had a special sock that he would have to put over his little teeny leg and, and then he'd have to put the prosthetic leg on over the sock. I'm like doing this with my leg as I, as I think about it. And then he'd have to stand up and kind of pull the sock out of a hole through the prosthetic leg and kind of like sit on that, on that leg and put um, his weight on it to be able to create a suction to suck his little leg into that prosthetic leg. And he did it every single day, every single day. And I remember the times when he would forget that special sock on trips or vacations or Lake Powell and then would just be miserable because there wasn't enough suction to hold his leg in into the prosthetic leg itself and then he would it would create sores on the bottom of the leg it would just create discomfort if I understand right and it was just miserable for him but he did these trips for us and it, sometimes it's not until you're in your mom or dad yourself that you realize the sacrifices your own parents made uh, I, I loved um, when dad would have us do, he would have us sit on his feet in the mornings and he would do sit-ups and he wanted us to sit on his feet, you know, just to, to hold, hold him down so that his feet wouldn't come, come up while he did these crunches. And your bum would always be sore on one side a little bit because you'd be sitting, one part of your bum is on his soft foot and the other part of your bum is on his hard wooden leg <laughs> as he's doing these sit-ups. So that's a fun memory. But we were always willing to do it, you know, because we wanted to do anything and everything to help my dad, help him not to have any discomfort, help him not feel awkward or uncomfortable, and let him know that we were proud of who he was. Um, I was proud that he could water ski and he could snow ski, and he kind of didn't let anything get in his way. And it's one of the reasons I try to make sure that I do the same. I don't want to, you know, let anything get in my way because of who my dad was and because of what he accomplished with one leg because it does a whole lot more to your mental well-being than just your physical and I want to continue to make sure that I I have the mental capacity and strength that he does because of what he went through um, and one of the things I think I love most about my dad being an amputee is that I saw him pray and I saw my mom pray too. They were both good at making, not even trying to make sure that we saw them pray, but I would walk in on my dad praying. And the thing about that is, is that he was always kneeling. And if anybody had an excuse not to have to kneel down to pray, it was him. Because it's a hassle. It's a hassle to get down on one knee and have that one knee aching because you're praying. And he always did it. He got down on, on both of his knees, you know, but really all the weight is on his good knee and said his prayers in humility, you know, and then would get up 
when really he could have just, you know, stood up and said it, but he never did. At least when I saw, every time I saw him pray, he was down on his knees, and it kind of helps to remind me that, geez, <laughs> when I'm so tired and laying down in bed and just decide to say a, a prayer while I'm laying down because I'm too tired, heaven forbid. Like, I think of my dad getting down to pray on one knee and the amount of the amount of effort that it took, it took double the effort just to get down and up. Um, and, and, and he did it. So, and I don't know if he's told you the story yet about the mosquito, but dad, you've got to tell the story of the mosquito trying to suck the blood out of your wooden leg because it is a classic. Anyway, dad, you are my hero and you continue to be my crutch. <laughs> I love that wooden leg. <laughs> I, I forgot about one of my most important and favorite memories of dad being an amputee <laughs> we oftentimes got to go in the I'm, I'm working out so i'm breathing heavy we would get to go to the front of the line like the handicap line at amusement parks <laughs> and there was nothing better than going and butting everybody because your dad was handicapped <laughs> and then now as we go as older kids and we have our own children. Oftentimes they get to ride on my dad's lap when he's on his little motorized uh, wheelchair because it hurts his leg at the end of the day to walk so long. So everybody gets a break. <laughs> it's fabulous. So I just wanted to add a couple more things to what I said on the last one. Uh, we used to play kickball and um, play some football games together as a family. And even though dad had a prosthetic leg, he could still run really fast, and he would, well, for what I assumed was really fast, and it was, uh, he'd do like a step, hop, run, step, hop, run, and my sisters and I, we used to imitate the run, and also the way he would um, go down the stairs, uh, we could totally imitate that too, the way he'd step down and kind of hop to the other foot. So we got pretty good at imitating his run and going down the stairs. Um, we did love going to Disneyland with him because we got to get in all, you know, awesome parking and we get to go through the back way of all, or go through the exits to get on the rides without waiting in line. So there were some perks and, um, in high school, I had friends that would say, if you mess with any of the Jetson girls, John's going to come after you with his leg. And that was just a, kind of a running joke that John and his leg would come attack you if you mess with any of his daughters. Oh, I just remembered one more memory. I remember it was a Christmas party that mom and dad were going to, and you guys wrapped up one of dad's legs in a black sack for a white elephant gift to give to one of this your siblings I don't, know, I don't know why i thought that was so funny but i thought that was funny especially when the um christmas story movie came out and the dad get, receives a major award and it's the leg lamp we all just remembered dad giving the white elephant gift of his leg <laughs> that was funny So yes, our children love their dad. 
for the example he has been to them. He gets their award for the leg lamp of the year. So until next time, on Notes from John, with a babble from Bonn.